Big questions, even bigger guests. This is The Big Interview. Good day and welcome to the SL Podcast. If you've ever wondered how football statisticians operate on a day-to-day basis, their process in terms of setting up their databases, cataloging new football stats on match days, and how they make their predictions ahead of time, then you'll be interested in this discussion I have with Opta Jabu. Not affiliated with the global Opta brand, but working with a very similar process, Opta Jabu have been impressive over the last few years, responding to users on Twitter in real time with stats queries. They've worked with betting companies and football publications for their impressive impressive ability to predict games with uncanny accuracy. We discussed trends over the past 24 years in the history of the PSL, how they see things going this season, all things Pizzo Musimane and more. They're quite mysterious, going by the single moniker Opta Jabu, but operating as a team of individuals. I'm joined on the pod by one of the guys. I'm your host, Slu, and this is SL Podcast Extras. I'm happy to be joined on the line by a representative from the Opta Jabu team, the mysterious statisticians. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Lou. How are you? I'm all good, all good. I'm so curious about you guys. Tell me about the team there uh, and how you guys got started. We're just a sports content company. We play around with stats and the PSL mostly. How we started is that we saw a gap in the market for people to get information and tell stories in a better way using data so five years ago we started building our own database our goal is to have the most comprehensive database on the psl since 1996 and also before so we've been collecting stats from journalists from clubs from the internet where you're allowed to and sometimes buying stats to build this database. And as we've grown, we got to about 2018 where we started sharing these stats because we had enough to tell some stories. So so take me through a day in the life of a football statistician. How, how, does, your, how does your day usually go, particularly on match day? Okay, so match day, you know the games that are coming up. Um, you have a historical database that has each fixture um, the days that these games are played, the months, the columns for total goals scored in that game, the column for the goal scorers, the total for the time of the goals, and everything. So I'd say we have about 7,000 games that have been played now, and we know all the results, all the goal scorers, and what time roughly they scored those goals. So once we have four games coming up, you filter those out and you start seeing the trends. What's outstanding here? What's outstanding for the other team? Home team, away team, and so forth. So match day, we come up with a list of possibilities, outcomes that can happen. At the end of the day, you have three outcomes in a match, a win, a draw, and a loss. And so you have five stats maybe for each outcome. If this team wins, this will be the first time this happens. If this team loses, this will be the longest losing streak and so forth. So it's really about preparation you've done throughout the week. So that in the morning, you're ready for anything that can happen. And as the match plays out, you're watching the game with the computer on the side and picking out the stats as they come around. 
so now uh, there's two aspects to you guys because you have the the website but then there's also the the twitter profile and what's interesting there is how quick you guys are with responses because people will ask you questions how does how, how do you stay ready for that so the twitter website the twitter page rather that's the busier of the two the website is pretty new um and we just started that a few months ago but the 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 thing with these stats is their value is in the time that you produce them. You can have the best stats. If it's 25 minutes late, then it loses value. So you have to be prepared, especially before the games. That's the advantage we have is that at least we know the games that are coming up and we can already map out what could be interesting, what couldn't be interesting. And when that game plays, it's easier because we are ready to pull it up in an instant. Um, because we've been doing this for about two years, we know the questions that people ask all the time. So we've built our database in such a way that we can easily answer those questions. So any question that is asked of us, the way we've built our columns, our spreadsheets and everything, it's easier to pull it out faster and then to deliver something to the fans. And, and, you know, it's been a really strange year, obviously. How did you guys handle not being able to watch football during that uh, lockdown period? Oh, wow. They say every crisis is an opportunity. We got that as an opportunity to really build our database into more detail. Um, I'd say we had about 90% of all the goals for us. So we used the six months to find the other 10% and to fill in and populate the database so that our stats can go to another level. So now, during lockdown, it was about going back to 1996 and correcting where there's a mistake. Um, was it Dr. Kumalo scored this goal or was it an on goal? You know? So that can take you about half an hour to determine. And you want that to be ready when football resumes so that you're now giving fans a different taste, different content as well that they can appreciate. So in a sense, lockdown was a blessing in disguise. It gave us the time. Um, you know how it is as a content creator. When the games are coming thick and fast, you don't have time to clean your database to look for this missing piece and so forth. So we took that as a blessing in disguise and then went about filling up and growing the database. How far back do you guys go? Because there's a, there's a website that I used that uh, um, it's put together by Mark Leeson, but a lot of journalists over time. Um, it's RSS feed or something like that. But um, yes. I, sometimes I, I can go back to the 80s with that one. How, how far back do you guys go? So we're going back to 1996 for now. Mm-hmm. We want to make it a, a broad database with as much data as possible. Instead of just a long database of the last 50, 100 years mm-hmm. with scattered points here and there. So for now, we say, okay, it's Project PSL. It's Project 1996 going forward. Let's fill that up, build it up in such a way that when we want to go back to the 80s and 70s, it will be easier to populate that database. In fact, we only started with 2002 onwards when the league went to 30 games. First, we were actually just focusing on that. And then we just moved a bit back to the 90s. The trouble is, the further back you go, 
harder it is to find the stats. Mm. <laughs> so no one was keeping uh, spreadsheets back then. It's mostly written um, records that you have to verify still, get a second opinion, so that you make sure that you give something that's accurate. So for now, 1996, but the future is definitely to go back until the first ball was kicked on this land. Now, you know, you tweeted recently, or, or Apta Jabu uh, tweeted recently, that this is the first time in a 30-game PSL era that uh, Sundowns have scored 12-plus goals in their five-season opening uh, league games, and only the third time yes. in PSL history. Do you think yes. that this team is going to be able to chase down that 71-point mark that everyone talks about? Um, wow. <laughs> Again, some of this that depends on who you ask on the team. Mm. Um, we have some Pirates fans who wouldn't like me saying that I think Sundowns can win the league. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in terms of firepower up front, Sundowns look lethal. They look um, like uh, 2000, early 2000s Galacticos in that they can score goals at any time. And that's very scary. The fact that that's complemented now by a pretty solid defense means they can build that and break that 71 point record but then again i think the opposition has also improved the likes of baroka are playing much better and they'll make it hard for these teams i don't expect um the record to be broken also because of covid i think injuries are going to come in and start affecting some of these teams later on in the season and the league will be a bit more open. That's my personal prediction. But the other guys who are Pirates fans, they think this is the year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they've, they've started strong. They're unbeaten in, I think, 11 matches in all competitions. Um, so it's a, it's a strong team. Um, I want to, I don't know if you guys are in the game of predictions, uh, like in terms of match fixtures, um, because I, I don't know. Do you guys, do you guys uh, deal with betting companies ever? We do. We actually partner with bet.co.za at this point. Every week we go through the numbers and kind of predict and say, hey, this is what we think is going to come up this weekend. Over 1.5 goals, half-time, full-time results, based on the database that is built as well. It's for both fans to get content and also for punters to get ideas of what historically these matches look like. So this past weekend we had 12 suggestions, I think, and 10 out of 12 came out correct. And nice. the week before we had six suggestions as well on one match. And on that one, I think we got five out of six recommendations that were correct. So the game of predictions is very tricky. I don't want to pretend like an authority on this, but our guys try to say, hey, the past looks like this, the last few years looked like this this is a likely outcome in terms of percentages and some of our calls have been pretty good so when it comes to this sort of thing um what trends do you think stand out to you over time with all of this knowledge that you've put together what statistics stand out to you okay i think the the goal scoring stats obviously stands out the psl is notorious for not having too many goals being scored and we recently shared that Kemit Erasmus scored his 50th league goal. Um, we also said Domiso Mabena is on 49 league goals. 
In fact, this is, you have a couple of guys who are 40 something and should reach their 50th goal as well. Mm. But these are guys who've played for eight seasons, 10 seasons maybe. Some of them not necessarily as strikers, so they don't get big totals all the time. So that's one stat that I think would really need to change in the future. And I don't know if it's more hope on my end that we'll start to see more goals with time. Already we've seen some big scoring games. We've seen a hat-trick from Ivan Gaal already quite early in the season. So I hope there'll be more hat-tricks as well. Um, Timbers one is had his second. And this is still, if you look at the calendar, we're still in the first 25% of the season, even though we're approaching December now. So I think our homework now is to really look at the goal scored at this stage for all teams. Where does that compare? And I have a feeling that we're actually doing pretty well this season. Now, did it surprise you? I want to pick your brain about this because last season, I can't remember the perfect stat offhand, but it was the first time in a while we had more, so many players uh, reach that 10-goal mark. Um, yes. And, and, and then we watched the Bafana national team recently, and who do we see being started at striker? <laughs> Lebo Manyam, <laughs> who's obviously not one. Do, 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 do things like this confuse you or... or is, is it is it just uh, a point of interest? Um, I think on the one hand, it's confusing. Um, these are strikers who have proven themselves in this environment to be good goal scorers. But then your chemistry must find himself on the bench. Um, but on the other hand, sometimes I think international football is different from club football. And we can't always mirror a club performance into a national team performance. Your legends in the national team may not have been legends on the club side. So you see it with Messi sometimes, that his international performances aren't the same as his club performances. So there is that thing to consider as well. Um, because the system may be different, how the coach prefers to play may be different as well. Um, at the end of the day, we won the game. That's the most important thing. And if you can take Manyama, put him up front, and you can bring Afcon home, I won't be complaining about anything. Definitely, definitely. Now, last uh, thing, I just want to get your thoughts on this. We, we saw one of our great products, Pizza Musimane, lifting that CAF Champions League trophy. Um, when you, Because you guys have now been able to build this database and so you see his greatness over time. What was your reaction yes. when he lifted that trophy and, 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 and you get to celebrate him on a continental level? That was, I think it's a life-changing moment for the life of South African football. Uh, remember the PSL is celebrating 25 seasons this season mm. and a lot of our coaches have been homegrown and coaching at home. But to see that step taken by Peter moving to Egypt, I think it's the next phase of football not just in the country but also across the continent as well, where we start to see more managers going beyond borders and coaching in other countries. So that was a great moment for Pito, well-deserved for him. I mean, he did get there when the team had reached the semi-finals already, but there's still that nuance that you have to take care of in that stage of a competition. Mm. So that was really amazing to see. And Pito has left us so many records. That's a good thing for us. You find that a lot of the stats we share sometimes will reference Pito mm. because he, had, he set the bar on many angles. His team set the bar on many angles. And so that 71 point mark, even that we spoke about earlier, that was a piece of team. 
Yeah. So there's records to be broken, and we should have more pizza records broken in the coming years. Well, it's great to hear from you. Uh, I'm probably going to give you a bunch of calls over the course of the season. Up to Jabu, thank you very much for joining me on the show, man. Absolutely, still Glad to be with you guys, and I love your show as well. Thank you very much. Have a good one. SL Podcast Extras is a team effort driven by the following incredible individuals. The show is hosted and produced by Slu Paho. It is edited by Aidan Hewitt with graphics provided by Nino Segeleni. Brought to you by Sokola Duma.